Hello, this is Spencer Lewis, and this is Next Exit, Episode 5, and today's career switcher is Jason Gabasi, a technical writer turned full-time podcaster. (laughs) Welcome to Next Exit, Jason. So, quick question. How many podcasts have you done to date? Uh, thanks for having me on, by the way. It's a pleasure. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be on. I'm excited to talk about this stuff. Uh, how many podcasts have I done? I Let's see. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, about eight, I would say. And, and how many episodes? Because I'm like celebrating myself for doing five. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. I remember when we first started and we did our first episode and it was like, I saw some people had a hundred and I'm like, Oh my God, how are we ever going to do that? And I heard most podcasters around the seventh episode, they kind of fade out and don't do anymore. (laughs) So if you make it past seven, that's supposed to be a good sign. But anyways, uh, I mean, I don't know exactly, but on walking dead cast, my main one we're on, I think we're coming up on three ten. So I think overall or somewhere around 400 total. So yeah, this is this was a little bit intimidating, but you know. <laughs> I'm not that much different now than I was when I first started. I haven't improved. <laughs> I'm sure maybe, you have. maybe a little. I'm sure, I'm sure you have. Um, so why don't we? So I've been listening to your podcast for a few years now. There's uh, you've already mentioned Walking Dead cast. I know there's also the Game of Microphones, um, which I listened to that. But I probably and I probably really need to listen to Westworld and Legion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm those are two both. shows, yeah, that need explaining. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I those are shows. Like it's uh, with Game of Thrones, I need to watch, usually I need to watch a Game of Thrones episode like twice, maybe more um, to pick up everything. And same thing with Westworld and Legion. Um, but you also host a, a number of events. Um, you, uh, you you know, you go to a, a number of events and you basically at this point are running a podcast network. Um, you are a father of two, a husband, <laughs> you sound really busy uh, and you agreed to do this. So <laughs> That's that's awesome. Thanks. Sure. Yeah, I enjoy doing interviews and I don't get asked so much that I need to turn people down. So it's, it's really fun. But um, yeah, man, I'm really tired. <laughs> yeah, you got a newborn. <laughs> it, it just worked out. I picked shows for different reasons. One of them was now that, you know, in today's world of TV, it used to be all the shows came on in the fall and September, but now they just come on at different times of the year. And when I originally picked all the shows that I'm podcasting on, they came on in, in staggered form. Like there, I'd never had more than two shows at once. And usually it was just one, but for some reason this year, they, uh, four of them lined up for a couple of weeks where I was podcasting on four shows and, uh, man, it's, it's tough, but I've got people helping too. So that's, that's good helping with some of this stuff it's it's i mean even me not being a podcaster is really hard to to uh, not being a pod a tv podcaster it's really hard to keep up with everything so there's stuff that we have on our dvr um and i just can't keep up with it my nephew is like oh have you watched black lightning i'm like it's on the dvr i don't know (laughs) i will ever get to it so i know and every time I fire up Netflix. I swear every time you fire it up, there's a new show on there and there's always shows people are talking about and saying you have to watch. And it's, it's 
ridiculous. There's just too many right good shows. But at least you have. Th- I mean, that and that's also the cool thing. It's like okay, like I actually ended up deleting Black Lightning off of our DVR because I'm like, oh, it's on Netflix. All right, mm-hmm. I'll get Agnes. And so you have access to a lot more when you want it now. So yeah, and um, I just like everyone kept talking about Handmaid's Tale, and finally I couldn't take it anymore, so I checked it out, and it was amazing. And it's I don't know if you've seen that. It's pretty rough, but I binge through the whole thing in like two days. Yeah, we it's um, we actually purchased Hulu uh, just to start watching it, and we haven't. <laughs> we yeah. just haven't gotten. And to whenever it, so. I watch a show like that, that I'm like, oh my god, this is so good. I and also another. Another one that I watched recently that I just loved was Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid sequel. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. And I love that movie. And actually, the show was way better than you might think it would be. And I'm like, man, I want to do a podcast on this every time I see a show that I love like that. But it <laughs> takes a lot of time. So I can't I really can imagine. So the purpose of this podcast, as always, is kind of to figure out how our guest was able or my guest was able to overcome like whatever fears you might have um, or they might have about changing careers kind of to serve as a guide to others maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't we start off with um, who you are? You could probably give me a better uh, a better description of what you, you're doing now. So why don't you give me your brief elevator pitch about who you are? You mean what I'm doing in my career? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, I run a podcast. Ne- well, I have a podcast network. It's at podcastica.com and it's mostly podcasts about TV shows, as you might have gathered from what we've been talking about so far. We started with Walking Dead cast, which has been going since 2010, so eight years. And um, it was pretty successful and popular. And so then I started doing a Game of Thrones podcast. And after a while, I decided I, I don't like my day job. I like podcasting. And so I started, you know, I transitioned over that, which I'm sure we'll get into more detail about. And now um, I do some of the other podcasts I mentioned. And we also have some podcasts in the network that are hosted by other people. And uh, it's fun. I mean, we do, we uh, talk about the shows. We, my whole goal is to enhance fans experience of these shows that they're really into and have fun doing it and kind of create community around it. So the people listening feel like they're involved and it's just kind of a big, fun thing to connect with people over these things that we are really obsessive about oh absolutely like i i I, to this day wish there were uh shows or or podcasts when i was watching buffy and Mm -hmm. x-files back in the day and not even like i remember uh i can't even remember the website i going to every what was it maybe wednesday uh to read the recap of um of the the buffy recaps but it would just be nice. So I lost would be another one um, uh, where to just have that resource to be able to connect to people and understand more. Um, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Modesto, which is in central California. Okay. And it's um, kind of a, there's farmland all around it. It's, it's a fairly, it's like a midsize 200,000 people city, conservative flat, kind of boring, but, mm-hmm. I, you know, I had a lot of good friends and we, we had fun. Yeah. It's probably boring in the way that like, uh, if I feel like it would be, it sounds like it would be familiar to people who watched any of the Steven Spielberg movies in the eighties, mm-hmm. no, you know. except it's flat. Those often have hills. Oh, I noticed, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And that, and we would, uh, we'd watch movies. I mean, that was always something I was into. And, uh, 
me and my friends like to go out and have adventures, drive to San Francisco or uh, go to Yosemite and nature, skiing, stuff like that. And um, you went to school out there, um, I assume? A high school. I Yeah. And then when uh, I, I went to UC Santa Barbara for undergrad and then I went out to Boston for grad school. I studied writing and publishing and I went to Emerson College and I loved Boston. And yeah. then I moved to San Diego for a while. I've been, I've lived in a bunch of different places. So, and, and, um, if you don't mind me, don't mind me asking how old are you? I'm 46. 46. Wow. We're just a couple years younger than me. I'm tired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a six year old and a one year old. I was just going to say you're married and you've got two, uh, you know, a toddler and a, uh, a newborn basically. So <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, I can imagine. Um, I can only imagine. Um, so, uh, you know, I was looking at your, your LinkedIn and I'm like, okay, so before you were a podcaster, you, you, you wrote the, the original manuals for the iPod and the iPhone, iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool to be involved with those products. Most people don't even realize there are instructions for the iPhone. So <laughs> I used to tell, cause I, like I said, I, I, um, studied writing in grad school and I think I'm probably the most widely published person that ever graduated from there, but probably one of the least read. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the i the iPod because I remember yeah the iPod had a little leaflet in there. Most of the iPhone instructions you have to like kind of go down into a bookmark that's in the in the browser, right? Like it. yeah, and it, I the original iPhone that was really new for people. I don't think I had the first one. I think I had a mm-hmm. like a, I maybe like the second generation. So still pretty old. Um, I, I think I was one of like the first hundred or so people to ever see it, and it was locked down secret in a secret room in Apple. And I had to practically beg to be able to see it. And I'm like, well, I need to see it if I'm going to write the instructions. <laughs> wow. That seems, that seems so logical that you shouldn't have to ask. <laughs> yeah. no. <laughs> so how'd you end up being a technical writer? I always thought I would be a fiction writer. That's kind of what I liked. Um, but I realized that I wasn't any good at it (laughs) halfway through college. I'm like, I'm just not, you know, I just, just, I'm trying to write all these stories and a couple of them were okay, but I just had to realize at one point, no, this, I don't think this is my thing. And, uh, so then I had a friend who came out to Silicon Valley and that I went to school with and she got a job at a tech company and she's making big money. And, uh, and I was like, uh, wow, that's, that's amazing. And I always was a Mac fan, Apple and Macintosh. And so, um, I was looking for jobs at publishing companies in San Francisco because I was from California. But one day I drove over to the Apple campus just to look, check it out. And I saw all these Macs in the windows and I was like, man, I want to get a job there. And so I signed up with a temp agency that Apple used to fill temporary jobs like administrative things. And I told them I only want to work for Apple when, when they come, come up with a job. So then they... Um, <clears throat> gave me a job for a week. And while I was there, I just told everyone, I want to work here full time. I don't know what. And just luckily someone suggested that I go check out the, you know, department that did the manuals. And I thought that sounded boring, but I went anyways. 
And I think that's kind of one reason why I got the job because I wasn't sure I wanted it, you know, so I wasn't nervous in the interviews right. and stuff. And uh, it turned out that it was actually pretty, pretty cool because I got to work on some really cool products and stuff. So I wasn't, I didn't set out to be a tech writer. I kind of just, you know, through this weird happenstance, I fell into it. And I did that for almost 10 years. Okay. And so you did it for, for 10 years, it looks like. And, uh, at Apple. Said, and, and then Apple. I went another oh. like five or six years at, at this other company. Yeah. At what point did you know you really weren't digging what you were doing? Even while I was at Apple, I was kind of getting tired of it after a while. Okay. And then I moved to Parallels and uh, I, I got to work from home and I got a raise and everything. And um, But I wasn't super, I was never super excited about that. And uh, over the years, I just grew to hate it. <laughs> I was just like, God, I don't want to do this work. I almost had a physical reaction to it every time I sat down at my desk. And Parallels is a great company and the people I worked with were awesome. So it wasn't anything about it being a, a crappy work environment. I was just incredibly tired of doing that work. And so after a while, and then I started uh, podcasting as a hobby in there somewhere, not with any idea of doing it as a full-time job. I just had enjoyed some other podcasts and thought I might want to do it for fun. And after a while I was like, man, I really want to make this my career because I love it so much. It's, it's, it's interesting. I actually want to uh, do one of these episodes. I'm going to sit down with people who don't like their job mm -hmm. and are still in it. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of those. Right. I've already had a few people. The The challenge is getting them to actually speak on, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> maybe speak on the record. Be anonymous or something. Yeah, yeah that, that's probably what I want to have to do. But the other thing, too, is it's not always like I have a good friend of mine who is a really talented photographer and uh, is also uh, works in pharmaceutical sales. Mm -hmm. And he's been doing that for years. And, I, you know, I don't know that it is about... It, it it isn't about it may not be about just hating your job but also just loving something else a lot more right. yeah those are the two motivators pain and pleasure right and if you have both then maybe that that's what i had i had both so that maybe that's what <laughs> helped me get motivated so so it wasn't so for you like then that kind of goes to my next question so for you it wasn't like i i asked this question like was it more about um, hating what you did or more about really loving, um, uh, you know, what you're doing now? Mm -hmm. And it, it might seem like a bit of a balance for you. I, to be honest, I think it was probably more about hating what I did a little bit more because when I was comfortable in tech writing, I, it never was a passion for me. I mean, there were times when I was really grooving with it but it never was like oh yeah this is what i was born to do but it was a good paycheck and i was good at it and i was comfortable with it so i never really went out and sought anything else and uh it was only when i was just really really over it that i figured out a way to get out of it and do you know do what i liked so when you started, um, so you've been podcasting long, uh, long before this, uh, before you changed your career. Mm -hmm. When you first started, did you have any like thoughts that it might be a uh, a potential career moving forward? I don't think so. <laughs> and so, what about? The, tell me about the moment when you realized, like, okay, I'm going to do this. 
like how, how did that come about you know i don't know if there was a moment it was over time just uh i think at some point i decided maybe i could make a little money doing it and so we figured out you know how to get sponsors and uh, maybe once I figured out I could do that, then I thought, well, maybe I can do more of this. And so it just started dawning on me that, yeah, maybe I could actually just make a go of this. So I don't know if it was one aha moment or what. It's also, it's so cool that you, um, you like one of the things that I've been thinking to myself is like, look, I'm just trying to build a skill. Like I, I, kind of like doing it. I'm curious in the topic because I don't yeah. know how people do this. And yeah. so why don't I have these conversations? Yeah, yeah there, there's, I think, a real benefit to doing something for the love of it or out of curiosity without the pressure of having to have it be your financial support because then you're just doing it because it lights you up and that's a real motivating factor. It's like, you know, how they say if you exercise, it's better to find something that you enjoy. So you kind of forget that you're exercising. Um, it, it's sort of like that. And I also think when you're doing something for those reasons, you probably do a better job at it. And you're, you know, like with podcasting, me and my friend Karen, she she and I started this whole thing and we were just having a blast making each other laugh. And right. I also was really motivated to do a good job though. I wanted it to be good for the listeners and I and I had and I pushed her and I had fun doing that. It wasn't like I, I need to do this to make more money. It was just like a feeling of pride and things like that. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. It's like anytime this is an aside, like I love all the, the guests that you have on the uh um on the on the podcast but anytime karen is on it's just like it brings a special oh, <laughs> something more to it that i know i wish she could she would do more she just she's not like me she she needs breathers and breaks and things i'm, yeah, well, I'm I, lucky she's still doing it after all this time actually <laughs> <laughs> that's how i feel but i know i i'm the same way i feel the same way so what was it like how did you go about talking to your wife about uh, and getting her support in in making this kind of change I did a lot of complaining about my job and she could see that I was miserable and uh, yeah if it wasn't for my wife I don't know if I would have been able to do this because she's been really supportive and she has she's a doctor so she right. makes money and <clears throat> um, I you know that made it easier for me to take a risk because I knew that w we would be able to handle ourselves if it didn't work out. Um, but yeah, she, I told her I'll, I'll take a year to see if I can make this certain level of income. And how about that? And she said, okay. So she agreed. Well, and, and you know what, even like, I remember one of the things like when, when, uh, my wife, uh, Kristen and I, when we bought this, the house that we live in now, we're just outside of Philadelphia and, um, we, one of the things that we always said, is like, let's make sure that we can do, uh, that we can always support ourselves on one salary. And yeah, that's awesome. And, and so if you have the, if you have the, uh, my career has always been like, I've been through companies that have failed. And so it's just like, it just seemed like a wise thing to, to do, which is just a weird thing also to think is that like you had to plan your life based on the fact that it's, you know, there's failure around the corner. Yeah, <laughs> but it's really... smart. And what does your, what do you do? 
Uh, I am a, so I've worked in digital marketing for almost all of my career. So uh, as marketing strategist and, uh, and so uh, you worked at like startups and things that, yep. Yep. Okay. Um, I worked cool. a, um, a startup out um, and uh, based out of Philadelphia for, that was like my last like nine to five job. Uh, and, um, then I started doing some consulting for former, uh, for clients after I left that company. And you always got to kind of hustle for your next client and things like that. Right. And it's, it's cool. Like, I feel like that's a skill I have. Like, I remember once I was interviewed, uh, like I was, uh, 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 talking to a bunch of interns at the startup and there was this one Russian dude that like, I, like I look at them and I'm just like amazed at the fact he was a developer that he, that he can do what he, um, that he does like there's this idea that somebody has and he'll come up with um a piece of software that does this on a computer i find that amazing and um he pulled me aside afterwards and he said i'm really impressed with that you're able to like i manage customers and he was impressed with the fact that i was able to like manage customers and talk to people (laughs) and i i i kind of get it like it's a skill like you know there's a lot of people that i work with that just don't know how to but it's it, it's a skill, and I'm really good at it. Um, and so, it's how do you use it in a way that you can enjoy what you're doing more than? Um, uh, so I'm good at talking to people. <laughs> yeah. That, so how can I use it in a, uh, in a better in a way that fulfills me more? Right. And it's funny how sometimes those skills that we have, we don't even think of them as skills. I don't know if it's like that for you with that one, but people are impressed and you're like, what? That's just normal. Right. But you realize that everyone has their strengths and they don't realize how valuable they are. Sometimes you're, you're going to laugh. Um, (laughs) but I don't know that I really fully truly ever thought of it as a skill until like two minutes ago. (laughs) 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 I mean, I mean, I mean, I guess there's a lot of people that out there that get paid for talking. So (laughs) yeah. And for dealing with people, I, that's, I think that's the other thing too, is that, um, it's not just talking, it's, it's being able to deal with people, Mm -hmm. um, and not, come home to an ulcer, <laughs> like yeah. not develop an ulcer. It can be, it, I feel that is probably a skill. So, <laughs> um, so when you make, when you made the transition, like on a scale of like one to a hundred or so, like were, how confident were you? Well, like, I mean, you have data, like you knew how people like were responding to the podcast. Were you pretty confident that you were going to be able to, I know you set that one year goal, that that mm-hmm. one year goal, you were going to be good. Uh, I think I was a, like a 50%, but I knew that whatever happened, it was okay. Like it was, it was, I told myself, you know, on my deathbed, I want to be able to say I tried. That's, that's what this is about. And that's kind of how it was when we started the podcast too. I was like, I don't know if people are going to listen to us or like this, but who cares? Let's just try and have fun and see what happens. And that's kind of how I approach, even though this is like a major change, I still tried to not put too much pressure on it, you know? So how long did it take you to transition out of your previous, I mean, was there like a, did you flip a switch or, and put notice in and, and, and uh, start doing this? Or did you like literally uh, like have an overlap, a transition where um, 
into being uh, a full-time podcaster? I actually tried to quit three times <laughs> and my boss talked me out of it the first two, which was nice. Um, yeah. It made me feel, you know, it's nice to feel oh, yeah. wanted and everything. So, But then the third time I was like, dude, you don't, I wasn't doing as good of a job as I should have been. And I was actually surprised he, he tried to talk me out of it that third time. And I was like, no, no. And he could hear it in my voice that time. Okay, fine. But anyways, um, that was about, I would say November, December, January, maybe five months after I had decided to do podcasting as a career was when I quit my job, my day job. Okay, cool. And so like going through that process itself, like what kind of goals did you give yourself? I know you had a timeline of a year, but mm-hmm. like what kind of goals did you give yourself to meet um, in that year? Uh, I wanted to start doing more podcasts and I started up this Patreon and I needed to make that worthwhile for people to sign up. But the main goal is just to get to a certain amount of money after a year annual. And you said Patreon, what's that? That is a crowdfunding platform where people can uh, contribute a certain amount every month. And if they, at different levels, they get different perks. Cool. So did you revisit? So this is a part of a, like, that's an income stream. Uh, Did you revisit all these different things um, over the course of the year? Or did you just like, I'm just going to keep, I'm going to keep going. And then at the end of the year, let's figure out if I'm going to do it for a second year. Cause like, this is more like that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I just kept pushing on all fronts. And then at the end of the year, I actually didn't make my goal, but I got pretty, I got far enough along that, I thought, well, I'll give it another year. Okay. <laughs> and, and I did, you know, it was good enough. I mean, it was enough money to live on, but it's not quite enough to be able to do the things that I want to do in life. I think I'm making a little less than half of what I was making in my tech writing job right now. And it turns out that that's enough. Yeah. And, and, and man, just being able to not have to do that work and to be able to podcast, which I love is a huge deal like i'm so much happier so that's worth a lot and you live in i think you live in you live in the san francisco area yep i hear it's a you know kind of a uh pricey market out there <laughs> it's, it's the i think it's one of the most expensive places in the world to live yeah. um i'm not we're not renting we bought a house when we first moved here in uh 2010 so that helps oh that's it, awesome it's like to get like a two bedroom house, I think it's like three or four thousand dollars a month to rent. Yeah, I was uh, we, my wife and I went out to Vancouver uh, a couple of years ago, and I just remember having conversations. It was, it's the same thing there um, with people. They're like, I don't know, you can't afford to live here. Yeah, <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> so that's that's awesome. So why don't you tell me, like, what do you miss about having a that Monday through Friday nine to five job? Is there anything specific that you miss about it? I don't really miss very much about it. I miss the money. I miss having more disposable income. Um, I don't know. I mean, when I was working at Apple, I was around people more on a consistent basis and uh, I, I could stand to be around people more. That would, that would be cool. Although I do like just being home alone a lot and having privacy and solitude but then i go to the conventions and also i you know talk to people on the podcast a lot so uh 
it's good. I mean, I don't, I don't really miss it that much. I, I, and I'm surprised. I thought I would miss it more, but mostly I, it's the money. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think also, um, it, it's one of those things, um, since you're married, like health insurance, you, I, I don't know if you go through, um, uh, you know, your wife's plan for yep, health insurance. I do. Or, yeah, that, mm-hmm. That's always a, um, that makes it, uh, an easier decision too. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I I'm I was in a position that not everyone is going to be in, so and I recognize that. You know, I'm I'm thankful for some of the support I had. So, now that you've you've been doing this for just over a full time, just over a, for a year, what are some of the things that surprise you most about being a podcaster full time? Well, just about being a podcaster in general, since I've been doing this for eight years, I'm surprised that I still love it as much as I do and that it's still fresh, you know, that I get a kick out of it doing it. I mean, that's, that's a great surprise because I've gotten tired of just about everything else I've done ever. (laughs) (laughs) So that's good. Um, as far as it just being a full time, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've been doing, like I said, four podcasts a a week for a while here and now it's down to three and I'm surprised that I'm actually able to maintain that and it's not it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be it is hard but I'm doing it you know I mean before when I was just doing one a week and I thought that was kind of hard I wouldn't have thought I would be able to do this but I'm doing it and now I'm kind of used to it so I think once some of these shows end and I'm back down to one I might start getting antsy to do something else do do some other podcast or something. So you're not always the you're not always the host on on some of the podcasts. Do, do you do the editing when you're not the host, um, or does somebody that was actually in the cast um, do the editing? No, I yeah, I don't do the editing when I'm not the host. Typically, I mean, I have occasionally, but uh, even the ones I'm doing right now, I have a friend Brian Malash who's helping me do some of the editing, and I'm paying him for that. Gotcha. But I gotcha. do most of the editing of the ones that I'm on. Gotcha. So big question. So if what recommendations would you have for someone thinking about changing their careers drastically uh, as you did? It's kind of what I was talking about before that I did it as a hobby for a long time first. So if there's a way that you can get your feet wet doing the work that you want to do without it having to be your main source of income, and then you can see if you really like it and you can get used to the feeling of doing that work uh, for its own sake or for, for your enjoyment of it. And then, um, you know, you can build it up and do get make connections and just kind of figure it all out without the pressure of having it have have to be your main. I know not everybody can do that because of time and different things, but if it is possible to do that, I think it's a great idea. Well, I mean, with, and with podcasting, it's it's such a uh, it's such a medium now that like kind of lends itself to trying it and seeing if it's something that you um, are going to like. Yeah. Uh, so th- there's very there's little risk and the potential for uh, a lot of reward, even if it's just like feeling good about yourself um, there. So why don't you tell me, can you tell me, like, uh, tell us how people can find out more about your podcast and uh, subscribe and, and, and such? Yeah. I mean, we, I used to have more of a web presence, but I've really 
just been focused on sending people straight to the podcast and then they can listen and see if they like it. But we also do a lot of engagement over Facebook or email so that we can kind of make listeners a part of the shows. But if you just want to uh, f- check out what our shows are, you go to podcastica.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-C-A dot com and you'll see all of our shows there. And if you click on any one of those, it'll take you to the podcast in Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Uh, we're also on Stitcher if you search for the titles or we're in Google Play and uh, pretty much wherever you can find podcasts. And then if you just find a show that you like that we cover and listen to an episode, you'll, you, you can know pretty quickly whether you're going to be interested in it. Cool, and and I will put links to to every uh, to Podcastica in the show notes and and uh, like your Twitter and such. So, uh, I really I really want to thank you. I know you're like I said, you're re- really busy. I really want to thank you for joining me uh, today, and uh, good luck with everything. Thanks, dude. It's for fun. It's good to get to talk to you too. Yeah, yeah. Same here. So that was fun. I want to thank Jason again for taking time out of his busy schedule to to join me. Uh, I have to say it was a little bit intimidating being that I've been listening to him for so long. I actually have to give him a lot of credit for getting me into listening to podcast uh, four or five years ago um, when I started listening to the Walking Dead cast and ultimately becoming a podcaster myself just uh, through my my enjoyment of the medium. medium. So, um, you know, thanks there. I need to ask you guys to do me a little favor if you can. So uh, one of the things that has been extremely helpful is seeing uh, my friends such as uh, Linda and Christine uh, share my podcast uh, with their friends and their networks either on uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. And that helps a lot in getting the word out out there. I'm sure, um, you know, we all have friends that, uh, you know, may not love what they're doing and you know, hopefully the, the content that we're providing, um, would help them. So that would be awesome. The other thing too would be if you, uh, if you want to, you know, if, or if you can go over to iTunes and give me a five-star review. Uh, a lot of people use those reviews to, to, to judge whether or not to, to, to actually listen to a podcast and it would be very um, helpful if you could do that and it doesn't take that much time and then finally if you know somebody uh, that would be a good candidate or if you have any feedback or you just want to reach out to me there's a couple ways you can do that you can go over to twitter at next exit pod and uh you know drop me a note there either privately or publicly um, that you know that's totally fine or you can send me an email over at next exit at marketinghead.com that's next exit at marketinghead.com and uh, you know we'll be talking to you next week as this is a weekly podcast thanks for listening <laughs>